today coming to you from somewhere in the world. <clears throat> I welcome you to today's edition to uh, Acts 29 today. We're going to talk about some uh, good stuff here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I uh, got to set up one more... <laughs> One more thing here that I forgot to do when I was setting up for today. But uh, we will get with it here in just a second. Okay, sorry about that, but I do all the, uh, I do everything here. I'm the Alpha and Omega of this podcast. <laughs> so today, uh, I'm just kind <clears> of... <throat> Going over some stuff. Uh, the title of today is um, Moon Day, Moon Day. And uh, that comes from uh, a couple of days that were added onto the calendar back in Constantine's time. I think, because there used to only be uh, five days on the calendar, but. Uh, Constantine, who was a sun worshiper, S-U-N, uh, he, he added a day called Sun Day because he was a sun worshiper. And so uh, some people also say that he was converted to Christianity, which not a lot of evidence as far as fruit in his life, but uh, you know, I can't be the total judge of that. But anyway, he did uh, create Sunday because he kept his sun worship going all through his days. And then, of course, they added another day after Sunday called Moon Day. Because if you're going to worship the sun, you got to worship the moon too, right? So they added Moon Day. And that became what we know as Monday. And today is Monday, where I'm at in the world. And so it's a perfect time to uh, share a little bit about this subject. 
And what I want to <clears throat> what I want to go into a little bit is I know that the traditional religion of Christianity today has set up Sun Sunday as their day of worship, they would call it. But um, I want to I want to talk about the most important not day but days of our week spiritually. And to me, the least important day of the week is Sunday. Spiritually speaking, that's the least important day of the week. And the reason is, is because most Christians, that is the only day that they embrace anything remotely spiritual and that is that is the day and it's usually for an hour or so that day and that is basically you know they go to the building um, that they call that they recognize they call the church the building you know so they always talk about going to church And it's really the church going to a building. It could be a field. It could be a cave. It could be a restaurant. It could be anywhere. And it could be on any day of the week. Paul's, Paul lays it out when you gather together. When you gather together. He didn't say gather together on Sunday. <clears throat> he just said, when you come together as the church, the body of Christ, the called out ones, the separated ones, the people of God, has nothing to do with any building with a cross on top. He just said, when you come together. And then he laid out what, what we were to do when we come together. And among those things was everyone was going to have a psalm, a hymn, a revelation, something to share, which, you know, doesn't happen on Sundays in the majority of, of comings together <clears throat> that happen. And so that, that leaves us with uh, Moon Day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And so the biblical way of coming together would be that on Sunday, that would be the result of what had happened on Monday through Saturday. The time that had been spent with God so that you would have something to share and to give on that 
Sunday when you came together and everyone has something to give. They would have gathered all that stuff to give on Sunday, on Monday through Saturday. So those days would have been the most important days of the week spiritually. Sunday would just be a manifestation of what has been done throughout the week. Well, the system today is, you know, they talk about coming together on Sundays to get charged up, you know, like it's a charging station. Well, if you've been active all week, you've been filled with the Spirit every day. You've been in praise and worship every day. And so you've been being filled and refilled and refilled and refilled every day. You know, when you drive your car during the week, the battery recharges from the generator run by the engine. Now, if you only <clears throat> drive your car for one hour a week on Sunday, uh, chances are it, the battery is going to go dead after a period of time because it's, it's not being regenerated, not being recharged every day. And so our spiritual lives, what happens is... You know, the majority of, of the traditional organized Christian program today is, well, you come on Sunday, you know, and you get charged up and uh, we'll fill you up and uh, hopefully that'll last you the rest of the week. But what most people get on a Sunday isn't enough to last them till noon on Monday. And so like a sieve, you know, what, whatever little they got on Sunday, and in a lot of places that's not much, <clears throat> by lunchtime on Monday, that's gone. That's all gone. And so then they go the rest of the week, you know, fighting the flesh and and these things that they have never been able to overcome in their lives because of the lack of spiritual input on their own. And so then this battle between flesh and spirit goes on all week. And, uh, and of course, the enemy's plan is to keep wearing people down and wearing them down, wearing them down to where they say, man, I, you know, I, yeah, I got these problems, but... You know, I've tried a thousand times, you know, to stop this or that or whatever. And I've, you know, I just fail every time. And so finally, you know, I just threw in the towel, said, hey, maybe this is just the way I am. Maybe I was born this way, you know. And so they just faint. They just give up. And that's, that's a terrible place to be because that's not God's plan for our lives, fainting. No, his plan is that we personally take hold of the weapons of our warfare, what he's given us to become totally victorious and to grow up into maturity, into Christ, the fullness of him who is all in all.
And actually, that's where I'm going to go next. I'm, I'm going to, there's a lot of stuff that I, that I used to teach when I was traveling around and I haven't, you know, had a chance to get it, to get it on the podcast yet. So one of the most, one of the most important things for us to understand as believers is the process of us going from a baby believer to an adult believer. You know, Paul said, okay, you know, you, I've been coming here and by now you should be teaching others. But instead, now I have to teach you all over again the basic fundamentals of the faith. And so whatever time had passed, these people had not been growing in Christ, you know. And so Paul comes back and says, wow, you guys are still fighting and, and, and looking to, to men as your leaders, you know. Now it would be celebrity Celebrity leaders, you know, people look to celebrities, leaders, many stars, you know, and, and they're all fighting about this and that and the other thing and strife. And, and he said, uh, you're just acting like unborn again, mere heathens. He said, by now you should be teaching one another. But now I have to go back and start all over. So... <clears throat> one of the most amazing things to me is I always love, I just love the bottom line, you know, just tell me how it works. Okay. Just tell me how it works. I don't want to know all the history, which is fine. You know, I love history and sometimes I go there, but you know, I don't need to know all the details of how a 747 works before I can get on it and fly halfway around the world, okay? I don't, I'm a pilot and I still don't know how all the things work on a 747, but it doesn't stop me from getting in it and flying halfway around the world. I have an iPhone. In fact, I'm recording this on the iPhone and you know what? There is over 100 different functions and possibilities of things that this iPhone can do. You know how many of those I know and operate in? Probably about five. I probably operate in about five of the things that this iPhone is capable of. Why? Because... There was an operating manual that came with it when I got it. And it tells all the things and functions and how they operate. But you know what? I never read it. I never read it. Well, the body of Christ has an operating system manual that was written and given for us to read as called the Bible. And it has all the functions there that we can operate in to come to that fullness of maturity in Christ. But we can't we can't get all this stuff 
on a Sunday morning for an hour. We can't get it. We, we There's not enough there. You can go there on Sunday mornings for 50 years and still never mature and become a full-grown image of Christ in your life because it's not enough. So what do we have? Well, we have more than Sunday. We have Monday, <clears throat> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We got six more days in the week. And those days are designed for us to be able to take the weapons of our warfare, which most believers don't even know what those are, let alone walk in them. But these days are designed for us to ourselves as individuals, privately, privately get into the Word of God that has the power to save our souls, to privately meditate in that Word and get it into us so we become that Word, to assimilate that Word. Assimilation is just, you know, reading something over and over and over because you don't, you don't get it the first time, you know. But the second time, you see stuff you didn't see the first time. And the third time, you, you know, and the fourth and the fifth. Uh, I'm, in the, I'm in the book of Galatians at the moment. And I'm on my way to uh, reading Galatians 30 times in a row. I think I'm at 26 or 7 today. I'm I'm almost there. <laughs> and well, why would you do that, brother Lee? Well, because I want to assimilate that word into my life to where it's there. And then at other times I can meditate on it because it's already there in me. It's in my mind. I mean, I can almost tell you the, what the whole book says after reading it 26 times in a row. I mean, now I just go through it and, and I know, you know, I know what it's going to say. I know what it's going to say. And there are certain verses in the chapter that, that identify that whole chapter. And every time I read it, these verses start popping out. There are certain words, certain things that Paul's trying to get across to people and they keep popping out and popping out. And so you begin to assimilate this word. You begin to understand it. And it helps. It helps you. <clears throat> Private time in prayer. Not just praying a little bit in English. Because we don't know how to pray as we ought. That's why the Holy Spirit came into us at the baptism of the Holy Spirit and brought his language with him that he prays through us the perfect prayer, the perfect will of God that lays out the plan and purpose for our whole life because we don't know what that is. So we don't know how to pray that in our language. 
So thank God he brought another language with him that we can pray in. And fortunately for me, that was the first major, major revelation that, that I had is when I, you know, he led me into that because that is the key ring for all the other doors of these weapons of our warfare that really, really help us mature. And then there's there's fasting, which does for us what praying in the Spirit won't do. You know, there's there's things that that reading the Word will do that that fasting won't do. That's why we keep going to these different places that God gave us these different weapons of our warfare. And uh, there's private worship. You know, people talk about going to church on Sunday and worshiping. You know, they don't have a clue. <laughs> don't have a clue of what worship really is. And worshiping the Father in spirit, in spirit and in truth. And we're going to get into that too later on. So what I'm saying here is is really kind of a discipline thing, I guess. And I'm, and I'm not a big disciplinarian. I'm terrible about discipline. But I do these things not out of discipline, but more out of obedience so that I can grow, you know, so that the flesh can be more mortified, that that every root that produces flesh fruit can be identified by the Holy Spirit, and then that root can be pulled out to where there is no more bad fruit, but the fruit of the Spirit takes that place. You know, a lot of people today, they, they tell you, oh, you got bad fruit, you need to get rid of that fruit, and then they, they tell you how to pick it off the tree, but, they don't, you know, it just grows back, and so they don't, they don't really minister to the root. And uh, so we're going to go into that. We're going to go into the, some of this stuff that really, really sets people free from the old man that we're still stuck in even after we were born a second time. We're still stuck in this earth suit because without it, our spirit won't stay here. And our earth suit is nothing more than the womb of the spirit to grow up into Christ so that when the old earth suit falls off one day, that we will be a mature spiritual man to step into that spiritual kingdom. So this is the place of preparation of the spirit for the next world, which is spiritual. We were in our mother's womb for nine months. That prepared us for the physical world. But now that physical body becomes the womb for the spiritual man to grow up in. And so that's a process. And it's not only a process, but it's a 
transformation. And transformation is the key word that we're looking for in the process that takes the newborn spiritual baby and causes it to grow up into the fullness of adult maturity in Christ. That process of growth is called transformation. And next week I will start into this series on transformation and we'll see exactly how some of this stuff works and how we can uh, all benefit to further mortify, kill the flesh. Because we have a positional standing and we have an experiential standing. And uh, we're going to look in, we're going to look into that. Because people are so confused and 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 they they still operate so much in the in the old man fleshly stuff that is not really them that's not who they are they're the new man now and they're never going to be any holier than they are today they're never going to be any more righteous than they are today because in Christ we are already that that's who we are but if people don't know their identity they keep identifying with the old flesh man instead of the new renewed spiritual man. And they haven't been able to separate the two. That that's him, but this is me. I. I. I don't have all this stuff that the old man had. I don't have that anymore because I'm a new creation. And we'll... We'll talk about that because people have a lot of questions about that kind of stuff. So we'll, uh, we'll explore that. We'll explore that further next time. Next time. So this is Larry for Acts 29 today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.